Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith. We're starting a brand new series today called Soul Surgery Today. And uh, this is going to be good for us. Say it's going to be good for us. Say it again. Say it's going to be good for me. Say your name. Uh, say, say you need this. Mm-hmm. It's time for your checkup. Mm-hmm. Now, now watch this. Somebody said, now who is that? That is, uh, that is the, is it Disney? That is the Disney's channel. That is their new flagship uh, 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 character, Doc McStuffins. And, and, so, and so I was doing it for our kids so that they'd be able to, you know, they'd know exactly who she was. They probably told the kids' department up. It's just, uh, but anyway, you lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is... Hallelujah. Y'all sound good. Go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. We are in our first message of this series. I'm really excited about it. Isaiah 53. Please understand, uh, and now just so you're clear, for those of you maybe it's your first time or you're just watching, uh, this jacket does not make, I am not a medical doctor, and everything I'm getting ready to teach is not intended to treat, diagnose any medical condition. Please consult your physician. Isaiah 53, 4, you got it? You still flip and say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait on you. Isaiah 53, 4. <clears throat> Isaiah 53, 4. Now y'all got it? Look, look what the scripture says. Surely he has borne, that, that means taken, lifted, and carried away our griefs, and he has carried away our sorrows. That, that means mental pain. 
you, you didn't hear what it said. It says, surely, somebody shout surely. surely. It says, surely he took away all of my grief and he carried away all of my mental pain. Now, I just need to know whether or not there's some folk in here that know anything about some mental pain. You, anybody in here ever had to deal with some mental pain, were you? Lord, I, I, I'm, so, I, I'm so confused. I'm so perplexed. I'm so befuddled. God, how could so-and-so do me like this? How is this happening? But the scripture says that he carried that away. Shout, he carried it away. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Father, I decrease that you might increase now, Father. I ask that you would speak through me now, Father, as we move in those things you have ordained. Today, as we begin our checkup today, Father, as we begin soul surgery today, I pray that we would experience freedom. Somebody shout freedom. Father, if you carried away our mental pain and carried away our grief, then we refuse to have it. We refuse to have that which you have paid for. And so today we ask that you would lift every grief off of us, that you would lift every mental anguish and all mental pain off of us today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two or three people, just tell them, say, good grief, good grief, good grief. Now, as we begin this soul surgery today, understand this, that your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and your emotions. Now, check this out. Often, the people in situations that have left you with mental issues and mental pain and grief are gone. And we're left to clean up the baggage that they have left. And sometimes that baggage that people have left becomes lodged in your soul. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They're long gone, moved to another state, gone, and you're still dealing with the foolishness of what they did. They got a new boo, but you're still dealing with the fact of how they treated you. You know, nobody know what I'm talking about here. What, what's this? In medicine, a diagnosis, uh, a diagnosis means it's the act of identifying a disease, illness, or problem by examining someone or something. Now, check this out. Uh, in, in all of this, in all of this, uh, today we got to diagnose uh, a problem today. Say a problem. Say a problem. Say it again. Say a problem. Now, now, check this out. Check this out. Uh, I believe that most of us, if we are honest, and as we get to this teaching today, we'll discover that there are areas in our life where we are grieving and don't even know it. And the issue is, is that number one, the scripture says that Jesus has taken that away. But then number two, not only has Jesus taken that away, but secondly, grief uh, produces bad decisions in our lives. And sometimes there are things in your life and you, you may say to yourself, I don't know why I keep doing this. I don't know why I keep messing up good stuff. I don't know why I keep doing this and why I keep doing that. And the reality is it could be because you're grieving and don't even know it yet. Uh, because grieving people normally perpetuate the cycle of grief that they find themselves in. I can see I ain't going to have no help today. I got to help myself. That's fine. So now the question is, Bishop, well, how would I know if I'm grieving? Watch this. Grief is our natural human response to loss. Grief is our natural human response to loss. The loss of a loved one can cause grief. Being diagnosed with a chronic or terminal disease can cause grief. Disability from an accident or illness can cause grief. Uh, divorce or knowing that it's imminent can cause grief. Can they not hear me out there? Because they ain't saying nothing. Okay, watch well, well, this. Breakups can cause grief. Miscarriages or stillbirths can cause grief. 
The birth of a child with a birth defect can cause grief. A diagnosis of infertility, learning that your child has a behavioral problem or a learning dis disability uh, or a substance abuse disorder. What well, well, I says, moving from a familiar home can cause grief. Losing your job or, or not having the ability to produce a substantial income can cause grief. The loss of independence can cause grief. An act of violence against you can cause grief. A natural disaster can cause grief. Anything that is lost can cause grief. Say loss. Now, 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 check this out, check this out, check this out. That, that, that would make sense, right? If there's something that we lose and we find ourselves in the process of grief, it would, it would make sense that, 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 that we would go through that because it's, it's a normal, natural thing. It's normal to feel bad when something bad happens. Does that make sense to you? I mean, you know, somebody punches you in the face, your face going to hurt. I mean, I mean, is that pretty much how that works? Now, now check this out, check this out, check this out, because some of you, some of you, some of y'all gonna turn the corner, and, the, and when I turn this corner, it's gonna be like, God, dog, ooh, that's cold blooded, because we get ready to turn the corner. Touch your neighbor, say he's gonna turn the corner in a minute. But before I turn it, let's stay on this street and work this street real good. Uh, they, they say loss, loss. A anybody in here ever lost anything in life? Anybody in here ever lost something that you worked real hard for and you're stuck trying to figure out, God, how in the world am I dealing with this situation? How in the world am I dealing with this, God? I worked hard for that, God. I gave it my everything, God. I, I, I prayed that you wouldn't let that happen, God. I fasted and, God, I gave and, God, I prayed and cried and cried and prayed and yet I still lost. Is there anybody in here that's ever lost some stuff? I didn't come to talk to the church religious folk. I came to talk to the people that said, yeah, I didn't lost some stuff. And the truth is, I still can't figure out why. What was this? What was this? What was this? What's this? Y'all got to help me. You can hear my voice. I'm pushing through something because I don't believe in making excuses. <laughs> I can't preach today. What's this? There are five categories of the symptoms of grief. Five categories of the symptoms of grief. And I've taught on this before, but we're going to go another further today because I'm getting ready to turn the corner. We're still on the street, though. I'm still on 225. I ain't got off at Islip yet. <laughs> There's five categories for the symptoms of grief. You ready? The first are physical symptoms. Now, check this out. I'm going to help you figure out whether or not you're grieving because some of you just feel like you don't know whether you're coming or going. And there's days you feel like you know. And then there's days where you feel like, huh? And then for those of you who are really sure, we're going we gonna to help you real good too. Oh, no, Bishop, I feel fine. I'm ascending to the high holy hill of Jesus. <laughs> Physical symptoms of grief, disturbances in sleep patterns. Why can't you just lay down and go to sleep? When I grew up in the South, the solution to every problem was a nap. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about that here. You could have just broke your arm, lay down, and take a nap. And I hated naps as a kid. I saw it as a punishment. And now if I get an extra 10 minutes, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Hey, shakabashaka. Disturbance in sleep patterns. Watch this. Fatigue. Why are you always tired? You ain't done nothing to be that tired. Oh, I work for eight hours. So did the rest of the world. 
But they only got, watch this, uh, one-third of the world, uh, or two-thirds of the world, forget the statistic, it's one-third or two-third, one or two, uh, lives on $2 a day or less. So they work for eight hours to get two bucks. And happy. And they walk to work. Why are you so tired? Restlessness. Nausea. Unexplained tension and pain in the body. A decreased immune system. How are you always sick? And I'm talking about periodic because you didn't sanitize after you shook somebody's hand. So you got a little sniffle when you preach it on Sunday. How, how you, I, I remember saying to somebody one time, I said, hi, everybody. I said, somebody in your house always sick. How you always sick? Watch <laughs> this. Difficulty stopping activity. Inactivity. Watch this one. Unusual clumsiness. It's quiet. Unusual clumsiness. Unusual means extra. You extra clumsy. You know, just, just can't get nothing together. Tripping over your own feet. Got it? Those, watch this. Those are physical symptoms of grief. Well, check this out. Emotional symptoms. There's five categories. I'm getting ready to turn that corner in just a minute. Emotional symptoms of grief. Crying. I mean, it's the middle of the day. What's wrong? I don't know. Sadness. Why are you always sad? Why are you always look some, like somebody just killed your best dog? I mean, just took your dog outside and massacred it. Or a cat. They probably got your cat. They probably got your cat. Are you always sad? Especially if you got the joy of the Lord. Why your head always down? Why are you always looking for somebody to say something to you? What's wrong with you? Huh? As if you didn't know that whole passive aggressive with you walking with your head down wasn't getting ready to make somebody say something. It's real quiet in this church. Numbness, just feeling numb. Just numb to anything. Just numb to anything. I've discovered that this numbness is really interesting because some people can be numb and not know that they're necessarily numb. Because they'll say things that they don't actually mean, but because they're numb, they say it. So you'll say to someone, I love you, when you really don't, you're just saying it because you're numb to what love means. See, if God is love, when you say, I love you, you're saying, I God you. And what is love? First Corinthians says love is patient, love is kind, all these things. Which means, in other words, when I say I love you, what I'm saying is, is that even when I want to quit you, I choose to be patient with you because I love you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But when you're numb, you'll say stuff like that and not even pay attention to what you're saying. Time for your checkup. Feeling empty, feeling lonely. You got tons of people around you, but you still feel lonely. Angry. Feeling helpless. Watch this. I'm going to get your neighbor. Irritable. Just, you know what irritable is. <laughs> A sense of observing yourself. Guilt. Reduced confidence. Lowered self-esteem. A loss of interest in previously enjoyed activities. 
good stuff, not crazy stuff now. You understand what I'm saying? You used to enjoy working out. That's a good thing. Now you can't stand the gym. Oh, it's going to be one of them series, huh? Put the video on, because I... <laughs> All right, watch this. Here's the, third, here's the third category. I'm getting ready to turn that corner. Here's the third category. Cognitive manifestations of grief. Cognitive, dealing with your mind. Slow thinking or processing. Why does it take you so long to do simple stuff? Now, I'm going to show you something, because this grief is something else. It's really something else. Difficulty making simple decisions. It took you 45 minutes to figure out what you're going to eat. It's not that many options. This is Denver. A burger joint or a fish joint. It ain't that big of a city. <laughs> just not. Mental confusion. I'm just confused. About what? Stand over there and put your hands in the air. I'm just confused. It's real quiet in here. False daydreams or flashbacks. This is what do you mean false? It was so good back then. No, it wasn't. He used to be so good. No, you're forgetting all the crazy stuff. Come here, anime. It wasn't that good, anime. <laughs> The concert may have been nice, but in the limo, it wasn't that good. What do you mean? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Preach, Bishop. I'm going to help myself because I can see it's going to be one of them kind of series. I had it so good when I was in the world. Are you crazy? You had Okay. All right. Let me. Spiritual manifestations of grief. This is the fourth category. I'm getting ready to turn that corner. A sense of distance from God. You can be in here lifting your hands and still feel far from him. You can be here praying and still feel far from him. You have a sense of distance from him. And so there are things you won't even pray because you're like, well, he's not going to answer. You've judged him according to your grief. But you didn't know you were grieving. I'm not going to fast because it's not even going to work. I'm not, I'm not, am I talking to anybody? Can we just be real for a minute? Come on, you at the doctor's office. Can we just be real for a minute? Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just, uh, uh, command your year offering. I got a command. I got a command. <laughs> I'm not doing all that. It ain't going to work. Uh, you, you judge your God based on your own grief. Okay, here's the next one. Being angry at God. Let's be honest. How many of us have ever been angry at him? Come on, y'all don't. If you haven't, you need to keep living because you have a day coming. You got it? You have been angry? God, how could you let that happen? God, I thought you loved me. God, how could you? How could you? God, I don't believe this. Watch this. Watch this. Okay. Isolation from church. Because you figure you're not coming, you're going to teach him a lesson. It's quiet in this church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That whole few rows back over there, that's a, they may be watching online. I don't know what in the world. I'm going to teach God. I'm not going today. 
You're the one wretched. You're the one jacked up. How are you teaching him a lesson? <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm going to teach the Lord. I'm not praying today. Yo, you're going you gonna to learn him, huh? Good luck with that. Job thought he was going to learn the Lord. I'm going to teach the Lord. You know the Lord's response? Have you commanded your day? How dare you get an attitude with me? How about you start acting like you know? Y'all still here? Okay, I'm getting ready to turn the corner. I can, I can see. I can see. Okay. All right. uh, last, fifth category of grief, social manifestations of grief. Isolation or withdrawal. You sit in the corner. Everybody else is sitting around talking and having a good time, and you go sit in the corner rocking back and forth. Somebody said, Bishop, I don't rock. I know because you've learned how to master your grief. Everybody else said, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Harvest hugs, harvest hugs. You just. <laughs> you ain't got a hug or a handshake in you? It couldn't have been that bad. I promise you. Whatever it was, it can't be that bad. Okay. Uh, preoccupation with your own feelings and excluding others. You know, that just means you get so tied up and wrapped up in your own feelings that you, you pay no attention to what you're doing to other people. So you figure, well, they just caught me on the wrong day. Problem is, is, is that, but you don't like when people do that to you. It's real quiet. Ladies, say amen so I can stay right there. Because I got somewhere I could go with that. That ain't no excuse. Y'all know what that is referring to. Time for your checkup. <laughs> Marital or relationship stress. You say get them. Marital or relationship stress. Okay, check this out. Often when you're grieving, the people that you say you care about most are the people that end up paying the worst. Because they're closest to you, so they, they have to deal with the, they have to, it's just like a bomb. You drop a bomb, what's immediately around that bomb, normally it gets damaged more severely than the things further away from the bomb. So when you got a grieving person, the things right around the center of that gr grieving person, normally the things that suffer the most. Now, check this out. Y'all ready to turn the corner? We're getting ready to get off. Okay, we're taking that right. We're coming on over here to Jewel. Here it is. It makes sense to be grieving as you, if you've lost something like the things we described, right? You lose your house, it makes sense to grieve. You lose a loved one, it makes sense to grieve. You lose a job, it makes sense to grieve. You lose your car, it makes sense to grieve. You lose your health, it makes sense to grieve. That, those things make sense. Are y'all still with me? Check this out, though. Check this out, though. Check this out. Uh, but, but, but today, I want to talk about the paradox of grief. Bishop, what do you mean the paradox? A paradox is a statement that apparently contradicts itself and yet might be true. In essence, it is two phrases together or two statements together that seemingly contradict one another, yet they are both independently true at the same time. Bishop, what is it that you mean by that? Uh, check this out. Uh, it, you can also be grieving uh, by loss related to a positive life change. 
You, you didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. Uh, you can also be grieving because your soul has now processed gain as loss. Y'all ain't going to hear what it is that I'm saying. Uh, grief is crazy because grief wants you when you're happy and grief wants you when you're not. Grief is a terrible taskmaster because there's some, some of us sitting in here today that truth be told, you didn't really lose anything. You gained, but grief has been telling you that you lost. Have you ever heard the phrase good grief? I said, have you ever heard the phrase good grief? It's an idiom for this phrase, which means I'm very surprised. Check this out. When something good happens, you should be happy. But you're grieving because you're expecting something to go wrong. Oh, God, I feel it here. The paradox is that when there's gain, our soul can sometimes process it as loss. Bishop, 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 what do you mean by that? Bishop, what do you mean by that? You can start school. And be grieving because your soul processed it as a loss of familiar surroundings. Okay, I got to give you some more examples. Uh, uh, you, you could uh, be gaining increasing independence and self-responsibility, but, but your soul can process it as a loss of dependence on others. Okay, okay. You can get married. You're supposed to be happy at least for the first couple years. And... You shouldn't be miserable that soon, but, but watch this. Your soul can process it as a loss of independence in your decision-making. And so even though you should be happy, you hate them, and you hate them because your soul has processed it as a loss. You only going to say nothing to me. Okay, I see I just got to get real. Help me, Jesus. Watch this now. You can have a birth of a child, which should make you happy, but your soul has processed it as a loss of you can do what you want to do. And that's why we got some parents that sit up and they treat their children poorly because they are punishing their children because they feel like their life is over because they got kids. Don't you punish your children because you decide they didn't ask to be here. I'm so, okay, watch this here. I'm so sick and tired of mothers and fathers treating their children poorly. They didn't lay down and make the baby. Don't you? Y'all ain't got nothing to say right here. You knew exactly what you was doing. So you better treat them right. The scripture says children are God's inheritance. Why you dress better than your child? Just seemed like I never have no time. That's the deal you make when you have children. You ain't got no more time. All right. Mama got to have a life too. Mama shouldn't have laid down. Yeah, that's what mama should have did. Mama should have kept them closed. Clink, clink. That's what mama should have did. And your children are raising themselves because you philandering out here with every... What? What's, what's it? This your uncle? No, that ain't. That's a. What's this? What's this? What's this? 
Watch this. Watch this. You, you should be happy when you have a child. But your soul can process it as a loss of independence. Maybe you're retiring and you're, and you're, and you're moving towards that. And that, that'll, you'll be happy. But your soul can process it as a loss of physical strength. Check this out. I'm going to help somebody because I'm going to help some of you. I'm going to help somebody real good. This is going to help you real good. This is going to help you real good. When you finally get serious about God, you should be happy. But your soul can process it as a loss of what you, watch this, it's a loss of what you want to lose, but it's all you know. You want to leave the old life behind, but it's all you know. You don't want to drink like you used to, but it's all you know. You, oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You don't want to smoke like you used to, but it's all you know. You're tired of sleeping around, but it's all you know. And so you should be happy, but your soul processes it as a loss. Your soul processes it as a loss. It, 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 because, because watch this, because you're new even to yourself. Scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. Check this out. Even to you. So, so you trying to figure out the newness of you because the only, the only you you know is the old you, yet the scripture says that ain't the you you are anymore. So you're trying to reconcile the old you with the new you, and the trip is both of them in the ring fighting one another, and, and, and one day you this one over here, and the other day you this one over here because you're new even to you. Am I not talking to anybody? Because you're new even to yourself. And so you're sitting up here saying, why in the world am I even thinking about this or messing with this or doing this? It's because you're new even to you. Watch this. Watch this. Check this out. You ready for this one? When you get a breakthrough, you should be happy. But your soul can process it as a loss of your struggle. And that's all you know is struggling. So to not struggle, that's too easy. Are they shouting online? You get a breakthrough. Normally, 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 I, I, no, it's real easy normally to, to kind of to you know, diagnose some of this stuff because you, you can look. There's some people that every time something good happens, they find a way to screw it up. For those of you offended by the word screw up, get over it. That's way nicer than what you said this week. So just be. <laughs> Keep it 100. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what's well, this? What's this? Why is it when good stuff happens to you, you sitting here, oh God. And then here's the grieving process. Here's the grieving process. Here's the grieving process. Oh, good. I got a note. They are shouting online. Here's the grieving process. Here's the grieving process. Grieving process. Now you start getting confused. Now you start getting clumsy. Now the grieving process is in. It's because you lost your struggle. You lost the thing you were so used to fighting, and now that you don't have to fight it no more, you're trying to figure out, what am I supposed to do? Can I tell you something? Freedom requires far more restraints than being shackled does. 
When you're in shackles, your shackles tell you when to get up. They tell you when to sit down. If you've ever been locked up, they tell you when to eat. They tell you when you go to sleep. They tell you when to do this. They tell you. Everything is predetermined for you. But freedom now requires that you got to set some of your own boundaries. And so... So you get a breakthrough. You've been praying for it. And it happens. And then you're like... Now, here's the trip, but you'll sit up in here every week and make confessions and lay your hands on yourself. And then when it works, oh, my God, I got a financial breakthrough. I better go spend it all. Oh, God, I got to spend it all. It's quiet in here. I lost some weight. I better gain it all back. Give me one more sandwich. Give me one more sandwich. Check this out. When, check this out. Are you getting the examples here? Now, I, 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 of course, don't have the time to, to go through everyone, but check this out. When people walk out of you on your life, now notice, I'm saying that's gain. Because anybody that can quit you, if it's that easy, cool. Okay. You know, it's like <laughs> That's actually gain. I found that sometimes God's math is different than ours. Sometimes God subtracts to add. Sometimes he divides to multiply. So when people walk out of your life, you need to, oh, come back, come on. What the? No, no. Bye. Don't you ever beg anybody that walks out on you to come back. If you big and bad to walk, Lord taught me that one real good. He said, well. But here's the loss, though. Here's the loss. You can lose trust and you can lose confidence. You can lose trust. I'm, can I tell you about me? I remember going through a time where I just said, Lord, whew, these people are yours. And I remember telling some of my senior staff people, I just, just said, well, so-and-so, I said, I don't trust nobody. I said, if they said it, assume it's a lie. Assume anybody speaking is lying. You ain't been there? Come on, don't look at me like that. Don't you judge the bishop. <laughs> because, because, because sometimes you, you can go through different things, and you can be grieving and not even know it. Are you getting the point? Okay, so I only got three things I want to teach you real quickly about this. Y'all Okay. The first thing is this. Uh, so now you understand the paradox of grief, right? Good grief because, because something good happened, but now you're having grief about something good that happened. You get the job you've been praying for. You find a way to lose it. Well, that's a, why are you, how, well, touch your neighbor and say, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> 
Okay, now watch this. Now watch this. Watch this. There's three things I want you to understand this about this. Progress is achieved through process. Progress is achieved through process. Okay, there, there is a grieving process um, that we're going to look at. Now, now check this out. That understood, we serve a God that makes us a promise that he take, lift, and carry away our grief. Didn't we read that? But you got to understand this. Progress is achieved through process. Say process. process. Oftentimes we want things to be real instantaneous. And some things are instantaneous with God, but there are other things that are a process with God. And you cannot abort the process because you'll never get any progress. Uh, ladies, please understand, they say it takes you, what, nine months to, uh, to have a baby from conception to birth. Got, or it's ten now. No, they changed it? Oh, it's always been ten. Well, why they tell us nine? Oh. That's news to me. See, you learn something every day. All right, well. But it takes you between nine and ten months. God, dog. Ain't that something? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Y'all serious? Oh, wow. Okay. That's why I am not a medical doctor. <laughs> I'll be trying to get your baby out all early. Be like, Come on, it's time. It's time. <laughs> Point is, is between nine and ten months, you got to go through process. Watch this. If you abort process in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth month, what you will have is something that is underdeveloped. It's going to be premature. <laughs> And so there are certain things in your life that God says, listen, I know the process may not be fun, but the progress is the process is necessary for you to see some progress. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm in process right now. Okay, so you're going to find yourself at one of these stages of grief. And, and here's the trip about it. You can be grieving about different things and be at different stages of grief for those different things in your life. Now, now I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. Uh, this process is not just a spiritual one, but oftentimes you need a third party to help you. Christian people like to just, oh, I prayed on it. Ha, 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 ba, 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 sha, ta. I'm good. Well, you know, that might be true. But what I've discovered is most people need a trusted third party, a coach, a counselor, so on and so forth, to help them. Not your crazy cousin. A safe place. Say a safe place. So I don't at all want you to, 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 to misinterpret what I'm saying today. Got it? Jesus is a spiritual process, but sometimes you need a third party to also do that, and that can be a safe place sometimes. Does that make sense? All right. And you need a safe place because there's a spiritual principle there. It's James chapter 5. Scripture says if you confess your stuff one to another, you'll be healed. There's a spiritual principle, which means when I get a safe place to talk, then I can get that stuff out of me so I can be healed from it. Because you cannot be healed from a cancer you hold on to. It's real quiet in this church. You, can't, you cannot be healed from a diabetes you continue to hold on to. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. So there's a spiritual principle there in James chapter 5. Now check this out. There's five stages of grieving. I got to move quickly. The first is denial. You deny it's happening. That didn't hurt me. I'm a man. Well, I'm a woman. And I'm every woman. It's all in me. Denial. You met people in denial because having a conversation with them is like talking to a wall. In fact, the wall is more responsive. 
this is the stage. This is the stage where they say uh, there's a withdrawal uh, 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 from normal uh, everyday activities. There's sometimes they may withdraw from even social activities. Check this out. In this stage, this is the stage of lying. When a person's in denial, they'll lie about all kind of stuff. Is this supposed to snow today? No. I got on shorts. You a lie. Siri said it's supposed to snow. Now, she's not always right, but she's right a lot of the time. Now, I learned she ain't always right. She told me one week, she said, oh, the weather's going to be good. I said, good. Well, let's get the car washed. Got the car washed. I discovered Siri lied to me. I mean, that night, it was just blizzarded and the hell storming and all this kind of thing. <laughs> Y'all still here? When you're denying, when you're in the stage of denial, you'll lie about stupid stuff. And, and watch this. And you, you'll say it like it's the truth. Ooh, it's quiet in this church. What were you just doing? Praying. <laughs> no, you a lie. Can we be honest today, y'all? Can we be, how many of you have ever lied? Come on, let's go. Okay, so that way your neighbor don't feel, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, stop all that. Your neighbors lie too. But they're coming up out of it. You're coming out of it. Yes, you are. You lie about stupid stuff. How do you feel? I'm fine. Can you tell your face that, though? So that both of y'all can lie together? <laughs> If you're going to lie, at least both of y'all say the same lie. How your face going to tell a different lie than your mouth? At least tell the same lie. God, dog, if you're going to lie, be good. I'm joking. Don't lie, Denver. Oh, my God. I know I got to clarify stuff like that here. Second stage. So you're lying, okay? It, I'm not going to ask you who's in that stage right now because then your friend sitting next to you going to be like, so then were you telling me the truth when you said this looked good on me or not? Okay, what's the <laughs> second stage is anger. Anger. It's coming for a person to lash out in the anger stage of grieving, and that's when they begin to question why. Why do I feel this way? Why did this happen to me? Why did God do this? And the individual can become angry, watch this, at, at someone or something that may not even be present anymore. You, you ever been, I mean, wrathful at somebody you can't even find? And you say stuff, if I see them, and <laughs> And in fact, truth be told, you probably, you probably got it on your targeted prayer list to run into them at the mall. <laughs> Lord, please let me see them. Please, hey, Jesus, Jesus, please let me see them. I just want to pray for them and lay hands. I just want to pray and lay my hands upon them. Any reform fighters in the house? Any? It's okay, you can be honest. Notice I said reform. The Lord's changed you. Some of y'all know, because before you met Jesus, you was looking for a fight. Oh, what you say? No, I asked for two, I asked for a breast and a wing. Now, if you can, you want to fight the Popeye's girl. I mean, she's just trying to do her job, and she made an innocent mistake, and you sitting up here want to fight the girl. You go to Walmart, want to fight somebody. Oh, is there a problem? 
Well, I'm just trying to understand why you didn't ask her to see uh, 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 her ID, but you asked me to see mine. We're going to get y'all delivered after a while. Now, check this out. Check this out. I need you to move with me. Say anger. Anger is dangerous because it's one letter from danger. That's the simplest way to think. Now, the scripture says be angry but sin not. And there's a fine line right there because anger sometimes is a, it's a signal emotion, which means it's pointing to something else. So anger is really pointing to the fact that you've been lying. See, because it's a signal emotion. But check this out. Anger can be dangerous because anger, when it's not treated, it turns into wrath. Wrath is hot anger. Wrath is where you don't care what you do, who feels it, or how they feel. You don't care nothing about nothing. You just go, I'm... He said, burn it down. That is how you feel. Grief is the source of unnecessary failure because it causes you to act without regard to consequence. And when you get angry and when you get wrathful, when your anger becomes hot, you don't have any regard for the consequence. So you say and do what you really didn't mean to say and do, but you just don't care. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place. Anybody ever been in that place, though? Can we be honest? Can we be real honest? Anybody, you've been in that place the last few months of your life to where you got, just, I don't even, can, what? Watch this. It's dangerous. Touch your neighbor and say, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Check, check this out. Many people are in this stage of anger and don't even know it, and their anger makes them act without regard for consequence. So check this out. They hurt themselves, and it becomes a cycle, and they begin to hurt others. A person that's in this stage of grief ends up doing things that create the same feelings they are experiencing because misery loves company. So when a person's angry and you full of joy, they got to find some way to bring you down to their anger. You, you have been doing great and somebody just was just in a messed up place and, and they come in and they had to find a way to bring you down. Well, you know that don't look good. And you're like, well, what in the world? What, what? It's quiet in here. This stage of anger is like a sniper because it hides itself and then pop. And it can sabotage itself with one bullet. It can sabotage your life with one bullet. Check, check this out. Anger is unique in this, in this process of grief because it can hide itself because as humans, we never like to feel weak. We like to be strong. That's what pride's all about. I'm going to pretend it is something that it is not. That's what pride's all about, right? But not understanding the scripture says that in our weakness, that's when his strength is made perfect. Which means when I say, Lord, I really don't understand. And Lord, the truth be told, I'm really not too happy about that. The scripture says it's in those moments where he gets to step in and be strong. But when you're trying to walk around and be, doo -doo -doo -doo, I'm super Christian. God says, well, it's in that place you're trying to be strong that you're going to get angry. And when you get angry, you better be careful because it might get dangerous. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer Solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.